0: You are listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome, welcome. It's
1: another awesome Sunday. It is another awesome Sunday. My favorite day of the week. Yeah, actually,
0: mine too. I look forward to it all week long
1: because they give us a microphone, as silly as they are, (laughs) and then we get to talk. And then we give you the
0: hot mess, and we're all happy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Sergey and I are in the studio another hot mess Sunday. This is a big Sunday for us. Yes. Lots going on in the next two hours, so we'll be talking about that. But also, we'll do our just our typical welcome to the show. Mm -hmm. It's cold Mm -hmm. outside. And I'm not okay with that.
0: You see, I can't believe <laughs> you, you don't like it. the cold, but I love oh. it. I love the fall. I was driving uh, downtown from, from my house up, up north, and um, I was driving down uh, Monroe, mm-hmm. and I see all the trees and downtown buildings, and in the, the colors in the, are beautiful. In the far. Yeah, yeah, yeah.: yeah. Love but I'm also I love bitter, Spokane Fall,
1: bitter and single. So oh, no, just kidding. you're not. <laughs> no, I just don't like the cold. I'm not. And you yeah. are annoying and you love it. <laughs> and I, I, oh, I wait still... till
0: it wait till it snows. I will be in here jumping up and down. And I will and I'll be the grumpy guy. Love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love the snow when I can look out at it or mm-hmm. play in it. Okay. but Not drive.
0: Well, OK. Yes. The driving the driving part is not the best, no. but they clear it out in about two weeks. <laughs> so, I mean, just Pretty wait. Where are you at? Yeah. <laughs> but
1: also, first, there's two things that because you know I have to worry mm-hmm. before I borrow worry from tomorrow all the time. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. of it is you have to make sure you have your tire. Everything's ready, right? right. My car's working. Yeah. Otherwise, I have spent many a time in other people's front yards with my car. Yeah. So I don't want to <laughs> do that. Uh, but secondly, is uh-huh. let's talk about drivers. Like, yeah. I am a big defensive driver guy because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I've been in, lived in different cities, and you learn very quickly that you just need to be on your game. Yeah, exactly. And um, especially if you're on the South Hill at all, oh. and it snows, oh, no. probably oh, no. call in dead. Yeah, Don't, don't go down people Freya. People are crazy. Do not go down Freya. And they don't seem to understand, mm-hmm. even though pretty sure we went through this the year before, and the year before, and the year before. Yeah, but every we don't, year. we every don't year. learn by habits.
0: Well, exactly. And Spokane has so much snow every year that we should be learning remind me again not.
1: why i moved from the south yeah. to the to northwest <laughs> where we have snow because you it's, know? it's
0: washington and well, it's perfect
1: because it's beautiful i will give you that
0: we have all four seasons jonathan
1: we do and i want two and a half of them <laughs> <laughs> what you
0: want you want fall for like two days yeah that's, that's fine. it just and the then colors and summer okay yeah. okay i lived in tulsa this yeah. is what we had
1: <laughs> um but we want to talk we have been doing some fun things we have been down if you haven't been down to PatCon, mm-hmm. which is our version of Comic-Con it's down at the Performing Arts Center yep. and it today's the last day and yep. Sergey and I have spent the last two days down there it's um, been it's been fun there's fun things down there yeah, so if you haven't been down it. there we encourage you to go check it out we're even going to give you some snippets some little sound bites on uh, next week's show yes, we so are. you can see and we talked to you know, just a little teaser. We talked to a great uh, gentleman who mm-hmm. runs a gay comic mm-hmm. store and has gay comics, and he was just wonderful and amazing. And he you can go fun. down and dance very on fun. his uh, little red uh, shag carpeting yeah. with the <laughs> disco ball because he set it all up for. Because it's more than just, just a booth. The, yes. It's for for fabulous people. It
0: is for fabulous
1: people. So we're going to talk a lot more about that uh, as we move forward. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so that's Mm -hmm. pretty much our check-in. But we don't want to waste a lot of time Yeah, because we have first hour is a big hour. Everybody, it was announced. um, Of course, in the minute I saw this announced on Facebook, I jumped on it, and I got a hold of Mm -hmm. Carolyn. So the Inland Northwest LGBT Center announced closing at the end of the month, and everybody seems to have 8,000 questions and opinions. And uh, we are actually we have Carol Earhart in studio with us. She is co-chair of uh, that organization, and she, in the first hour, we're gonna dig in, yeah, dig our heels in, and just talk a lot about all the questions that everybody has. She's uh, gets to say the things that they want to say on their side. Mm-hmm. Um, there's criticisms mm-hmm. and praise. Just all mixed together in the yeah. community. It's, Lots of opinions. It's a
0: dramatic,
1: dramatic topic. It is juicy, juicy, juicy. Which is our favorite description that someone uh, told us that yeah. so we have a juicy <laughs> interview. But what's more fascinating? It's a highly emotional. It really is. It, it
0: means a lot to the whole community.
1: Yeah, it, and on all sides. On all so, sides. That's the thing. So we are here to to. I don't know. There's a lot of people out there listening today. I know that maybe haven't heard our show before because they heard that Carol was going to be on the show. So well, I'm mm-hmm. excited for us to get a well rounded thought process f- from inside yeah. of what was going on. Yeah, um, So it'll be fun. So we're going to do that in the first hour. We in the second are. hour, we are going to have Gays with Kids, which is a wonderful website and organization um, that help gay dads. There are two gay dads. They have three children that they have adopted, and they uh, couldn't find resources for them when they adopted their children. They looked online. Just, you know, things mm-hmm. that they need mm-hmm. to know as these, as these two dads. But not only do we have um, the two founders who are going to be in uh, calling in for the next hour, we also have a local man in studio with his son. his here today, so Michael, and so and his son Daniel, and they're uh, they're patiently waiting in the other room with the mm-hmm. Schmierer who the is back there room. with them. And we're excited, and we're going to talk about yeah, that. You know, yeah. uh, Sergey is young and doesn't have kids, and. I have a dog. But (laughs) I do plan on having (laughs) 8,000 children one day. So this is going to be a lot of fun for the second hour as well. So lots going on. There is. It's going to be a really packed...
0: an Un- unconventional i'd say for uh, us yeah. yeah unconventional show so sorry we will not be talking about too many hot topics or mm-hmm. the dish but we are going to be talking about one big hot topic here in
1: Spokane yeah that matters to yeah everybody and here
0: before we dig in yeah. we are going to take a quick song break and uh Jonathan Bett Midler has a new out. album coming out yeah. and if
1: you're a-, a gay man in my generation then, you know, you've been waiting mm-hmm. for this forever. And actually, Logan Lynn, who was on our show a few weeks ago, has yeah. been dying all over Facebook um, for her album to come out, which is interesting because he's, you know, very techno pop. Yeah, his music is very much that way. But Logan Lynn's been excited. I'm excited. She the album does not drop until the second of November. Um, And so this is actually they've only released two songs from the Mm -hmm. album, and I don't remember which one you have there, sir. Uh, This is "Be My Baby." Yes, and it's this is from the album "It's the Girls," and this is she takes on girl group songs, kind of celebrates them, and so this is her version of "Be My Baby."
2: Hey, this is Steven Garino. Listen to Outspoken on KYRF Drama.
0: And that was Steven Garino. Was last week's guest. He
1: was so much fun. Yeah, he was. He was a he was a great guest. Yeah, good so, time. Good interview. Yeah. Remember to watch his show on CBS. Uh, this is the week that he is yeah. on Marry Me. So. Yeah, that's right. OK. But now let's get into the first hour. We have a special guest in the studio. Her name is Carol Earhart. I always mess up your name, but I think I got it right. Yeah. Uh, Carol <laughs> Earhart, who is co-chair of the Inland Northwest LGBT Center just Mm -hmm. announced that they will be closing their uh, doors, the brick-and-mortar doors, um, at the end of this month. Lots of people out in the community are very curious about what's going on. So I want us to start, first of all, by welcoming you to the show. Thank you for taking time.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Definitely. Mm -hmm. And to start with, let's go into just what happened. How did this decision come about?
3: Um, Well, I think it's not so much what happened, but what hasn't happened. And uh, what hasn't happened is um, bringing the whole community together uh, to make sure that we can succeed. Um, Mm. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of one of those kind of things. Not so much what happened. This has been a very long drawn out process. Um, The board has actually the only um, thing that has kept this uh, center running for the last six months. We've been paying all the bills out of our own personal pockets. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's kind of a, a complicated situation, and we had to eventually sit down and go, okay, this doesn't look like it's going to change. We need to decide what's best. Right, and now mm-hmm.
1: the, the center itself has been around for quite a while, like mm-hmm. n- 96. 96. 96, and there has been like... One other time, I think, Mm -hmm. that it's gone through like a pause, Yes, I would say. So with all of that happening, I'm sure it's a highly emotional thing for for everyone. I'm sure Mm -hmm. the board, as well as we already know, the Mm -hmm. community. So how have you guys been dealing with that? Have you had a lot of people you know, coming with questions Mm -hmm. or
3: no, not so much. Um, you know, certainly it exploded on our Facebook page. (laughs) That's the the most public views I think of any post ever (laughs) that we've ever put out there. Um, so certainly a lot of people are, are upset and, um, you know, we're just as upset. Um, you know, we, we held on as long as we possibly could, uh, trying to get things to turn around, but going month to month, month after month, um, yeah because you were on our
1: show, I want to say springtime, yeah, but it was during when you guys made the move from uh closer to downtown spokane and then out to the valley right um and that had the same that was um i was I'm trying to think of the word but that that was motivated by the same, but you the know, same that there was so exactly. this is um has been a money problem mm-hmm. quote unquote since i mean going on mm-hmm. since then because that was part of that it's been a money problem
3: it. from day one. I took over the center in 2009, late 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, even then, you know, the only money we actually had in the account was for a grant for the Komen Foundation um, at that time, which was strictly for the use of uh, providing a, a training for doctors and nurses um, in the medical community. So we didn't even have really funds at that time. Um, we joined forces with mix and. And we're able to get a, a space um, that we split rent on. Mm-hmm. Um, and even at that time, the board was paying the rent until we could get, you know, things going. Um, and with marriage equality mm-hmm. and, and all the things mm-hmm. up, you know, donations did go up. But they've never actually met the actual cost of what it takes to run the center. Um, so... You know since we moved we you know we the purpose of moving was to cut three hundred dollars a month out right, of our expenses, right. which we did um but we're still paying out of pocket so. sure
0: well it sounds it sounds like a lot of that is out of pocket and also donations is that was there no fundraiser or a uh, bigger um you know money source that
3: well it's a catch twenty two right um We've applied for grant after grant after sure, grant. Sure. Um, but when you're in arrears, it's tough to get a grant, mm-hmm. um, which technically, when you're not making money and you don't have money in the account, you're in arrears. Mm-hmm. Um, and most grants fund specific things, not operating costs. Gotcha. So those are few and far between anyway. And right. the demand for those are outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we have had uh, fundraisers, but right. low attendance. Um, gotcha. If we don't gotcha. get, we had to cancel the zombie bog jog because we had less than ten partic- participants. It would have cost us two thousand dollars to put it on. Mm-hmm.
1: Right mm-hmm. Um, now, let's go to some. Let's and we're going to go through public criticism. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the center has had a lot of it over sure. the last, you know, decade. Sure. Um. Everybody has an opinion mm-hmm. of something. So we went about and asked people. So let's talk about the money thing really quick. What sure. does. And, and because we want to see this side of it as well. A lot of people have publicly criticized and said that management of money has been a big <laughs> issue for the center. You right. being involved, what is? how do you answer to that part? I
3: know. I, I hear that a lot, mismanagement of money. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't mismanage something you don't have. Um, we're talking two to $300 a month in donations and $1,100 in expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing to mismanage. Um, basically it was putting the two to $300 in donations in the checking mm-hmm, account mm-hmm. and me writing a personal check out of my personal account to cover the rest of the money.
1: Now is part of it, do you think a PR thing? Part of it, sure. uh, maybe a marketing thing, mm-hmm. um, you, that maybe they should have been marketed differently. I know it's been said that some organizations stepped up before, you know, saying, let's help you at uh, mm-hmm. the center put on, and then. The public, of course, opinions that came out saying, well, then it wasn't taken forward. Do you think, and you were mentioning lack of attendance on certain things. Right. Do you think part of it is a PR issue for the board or getting um, the word out, the marketing?
3: I think a lot of it, you know, again, you know, it's it mm-hmm. all, is all complicated. Um, you know, certainly we, we you know, we put out on a Facebook, we promote as much as we can. Um, PR is always difficult. Uh, it's even more difficult when you can't pay $1,500 for an ad in the Inlander, uh, you know, a little tiny ad in the Inlanders, $1,500. Um, and if you already can't make rent, Mm -hmm, (laughs) right. mm -hmm. Um, so it, it, you know, it's kind of like that little snowball at the top of the hill that rolls down and then the problem just gets larger and larger and larger. Um, unfortunately it's a society where you have to have money to make money and, um, and so we've been going month to month since I took over in 2009.
0: Right, right. Well, so. I mean, the LGBT Center is such a community thing, and it sounds mm-hmm. a lot like the community wasn't there. And I don't know, talking, talking to people, especially in, in the younger ages, um, people who are just out of high school and college, you know, they have GSAs in colleges and high school, and so they were a lot of them were ever aware of the LGBT center existing. Right. And those who were aware said they would only go there
1: every once in a while. So, mm-hmm. do you think that the decision to thing. move it kind of impacted it harder when you guys moved to the Valley? Um, not that it was going right. gangbusters up here, mm-hmm. but do you think that also played a part in in the demise? Um,
3: uh, it didn't help um but you know we had to make the best decision we could make and um when uh san lost their funding for inmix mm-hmm. and we took over 100% of that rent well 100% of that rent was 950 a month and we could rent this space that was larger than what we were already in for 620 right. so yeah. you know it had to be a financial decision because if we couldn't do 620, we sure as heck are not going to do the 950. Right, right, right. Um,
1: and what do you say to people who criticize and say, on the board itself, they call the board very dysfunctional, which let me tell you, from someone who's been on a lot of boards, I don't know a board that is not dysfunctional. Right. But they, the criticism has been there's two people working their rear ends off on the board and everybody else seems so apathetic what how do you answer to things like that being that you're you know the co-chair sure
3: sure there's nobody that doesn't work their high knees off on that board um it is a working board um whether you see them you know in the center or not um there's all kinds of things that need to happen phone calls that need to be returned websites that need to be maintained emails that need to be addressed um you know there's behind the scenes and and mm-hmm. on the scene, uh, so you know, unless you're actually sitting on the board, it's very difficult to actually say and know what's and waiting. know what's knowing right. Knowing right. going on. Be on
1: the board now. So obviously, we know that there's been a lot of criticism, but sure. let's talk about the other side. I mean, um, there's also there's I think there's fault in in all parts. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that as a community, we also have to look at what it is. So a lot of people come and they have. Very passionate, and I appreciate those very much. Very passionate opinions, but you guys have passionate opinions on your board as well. So mm-hmm. what are your... You, you kind of uh, touched on them earlier, but what do you say that, to the community now that you guys are closing your doors and there's a lot of blame being thrown around? What is you guys's response to this?
3: Well, gosh, you know, that's just tough. Um, we've done all we can to keep the doors mm-hmm. open, um, and... It was not an easy decision to make. And, and quite frankly, we should have closed the door six months ago. But we were holding out hope that, you know, we could get this to, to turn around. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what it really boils down to is we have uh, five committed board members. All of us work full-time jobs. All of you know, half of us go to mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of us are starting new businesses in ad- addition to working full-time jobs. <laughs> um. You know... It, you know, time commitment is what it is, and we can only do what we can do in that spare amount of time. Right. Um, on the other, the flip side of that is we need the community to come out, and we needed them to attend their fundraisers. We needed mm-hmm. them to come in the door, um, and, and, you know, that just wasn't happening either. Um, you know, I don't believe in finger-pointing, because I don't mm-hmm. believe there's mm-hmm. any, any finger-pointing to be made. You know, this is what it is. Um, there's still a need out there. Um we'll still fill what we can of that need. Yeah. Um just what's going to be missing is the brick and mortar, you can come in the doors.
1: Sure. Now, do you think did you guys reach out to community members like maybe specific community members? Oh, sh- you know, that's been asked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um there are i wish i was one of them there are members <laughs> out there in our in our community lgbt community that do have money and you know mm-hmm. that do have a lot of influence did you reach out to specific people
3: we have reached out to specific people um you know really at the end of the day we have history that that follows um mm-hmm. there's this huge myth um that's been out there for Long before I even took over the board about we have this huge stash of money that we don't tell anybody about oh, wow. um I can tell you right now there's twenty one dollars and forty seven cents in our checking account um so where if you know if somebody does know where that stash of money is, I'd love to know yeah. where that is <laughs> that yard, um, and, you know. but it does not exist sure. um so sure. we yeah that whole mismanagement of funds thing that whole you know it plays a part and mm-hmm. um well and then you
0: you bring up that everyone on the board does you know a full time job and they work their mm-hmm. their hiding off to um you know to to make the lgbt center work and and talking to people i've heard i've heard rumors maybe they're rumors maybe they're true rumors i don't know um that people would volunteer and then they nothing was was you know d- like done to help they wanted to volunteer at the LGBT center. Yeah. Yeah. They offered to volunteer and then mm-hmm. they wouldn't be accepted or they didn't hear back or they, it, it seemed to them that you were blocking out volunteers. And I don't know. That's a, the, I. Th- I thought that was an interesting thing because for me, I, why would anyone? Well, it's interesting. Want we get so, a lot of
3: requests. I'd like yeah, to volunteer. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you go, sure. Great. This is what you need to do to volunteer. And then we never hear from them again. Okay. Yeah. Um, then others would show up um to volunteer and right. and uh would start taking part and then oh i got something better to do um right. and you know maintaining a long term commitment mm-hmm. uh in that arena it was always difficult to find people that would continue um after they said they would do something um i would love to say i'm fabulous at answering every email that comes over but right. i get 200 plus right. emails a day Uh, if I sat and answered every single email I got every single day, that's all I would do all day. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, sometimes I'm not as, as quick at a response, but, uh, certainly, you know, we have responded, you know, I've sat and waited for three hours for somebody to show up for an appointment to discuss volunteering and have them never arrive. Right. Okay. Um, what do you think
1: is, uh, what causes the apathy to be that, that extreme? You know what I mean?
3: Um, you know, I, I wish I knew, um, what that was. Um, I've been trying to understand it for years mm-hmm. right. <laughs> cause I really don't understand it. Um, you know, I was raised to make a commitment and you follow it through and, you know, that's just kind of how I live my life. Uh, and I don't think it, it's not a criticism on others who haven't followed through. I, I really think that when they're looking at volunteering, it is. It's not the same type of a commitment Mm -hmm. as, say, going to a job or, you know, it's an entirely different type of commitment. It's a commitment that makes you feel better as a person. Um, Even if you're just sitting there watching Harry Potter, (laughs) you know, all day, um, you were there. You know, doing something that could have potentially been meaningful because a suicidal person could have walked in that day or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, somebody who's experiencing domestic abuse could have walked in that day. Um, so you never know what's going to happen, but I think it's that personal, um, it's not as important if I show up, um, as it would be if I showed up to work. Sure. Right.
1: Yeah. And the monetary, uh, Inspiration and Yeah, the right. instant reward. Right. Instant reward isn't yeah. there. But at the same time, so when we look at, you know, there's lots of public issue right now around the country with, you know, the decline of gay bars. Mm-hmm. And people don't need that because online has taken
4: yeah. over
1: kind of the social aspect. But at the same time, there's a groups that are able somehow to make it work. Um, Odyssey. Mm-hmm. You know, out there doing things, uh, outspoken, putting on pride every year. Did you reach out to figure out why is it that those boards seem to be working and bringing in stuff, and why something's not going on over here? Was huh. that ever something that was
3: done? Odyssey almost closed 18 months ago mm-hmm. due to lack of funding.
1: Yeah, so it's um,
3: uh, so yeah. it's not. This isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, surprise, th- surprise. Um, this is this is the same in every single nonprofit. Um, just because of the of appearances doesn't mean necessarily they're not also struggling. I don't know of one nonprofit that isn't struggling. Sure. Um, the difference is, is that we have rent to pay, Odyssey does not. That's a donated space.
1: And I think that's interesting to point out some of those things as well because just like people have opinions on the outside of the center and what's going down and mm-hmm. what's happened. We also don't know even though maybe our public outlook on certain organizations on the outside is is better. Mm-hmm. We don't know like you said what's going on back there. So I mean, I think that's an important Important fact to keep in mind as we judge, Mm -hmm. you know, as we go around and we judge these, everybody's uh, going around. But uh, the other thing about the community on on our end of things is the talking big. Um, Mm -hmm. It happens in Mm -hmm. all, it's Mm -hmm. human, that there are, you know, we call them armchair quarterbacks, we call them snipers, we call them, but they talk a really big game. And yet in the end, isn't, is there really an answer to this? Or is it just he said, he said, she said?
3: Uh, um, No, I think that's an excellent question. Um, Anytime anybody has asked me a legitimate question, regardless of what it is, I've given them a very honest, straightforward answer. I don't beat around the bush. This Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. you know, this is how I feel about it. This is what I think this is what I'm seeing on my side of the fence um, is going on. Um, So, you know, that being said, a lot of these people that sit there and and armchair quarterback or sniper have never even walked in the doors of the center. They don't even know what it looks like. Mm -hmm. They haven't donated $1. They've never attended a a fundraiser. Um, They just like to sit back and throw stones and, you know, fine. If that's what they want to do and that's what makes them feel better. Um, It doesn't save the center um, from, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. from closing from this, from this, you know, place, but at the same time, um, if I'm always responding to these constant attacks that are just so ridiculous. Uh you know, I saw one the other day, you know, how dare you call it the LGBT center. It should be the G L B T Center. So what I'm supposed to wow. spend ten minutes of my twenty minutes of my wow. time defending why somebody, not me, chose that name mm-hmm. And, you know, and what, I'm supposed to spend another $800 to have the name legally changed because you don't like the G in front of the L, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So things like that, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you have to pick and choose your battles. And frankly, they're just not worth my time. Well, and on the flip
0: side of that, I mean, I personally, I've experienced good things from the LGBT Center. And I know a lot of my friends have found support there. And I know that, um... There are a couple of GSAs that you've you've actually helped start, and so does the positives of everything you've done for the past year. I mean, the positive bigger than all the negative uh, backlash or not?
3: Um, no, I think I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, we have done exactly. an incredible amount of positive things that just often get swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, we were instrumental in getting R71 passed, which was the expansion of just domestic partnerships. Right. Um, we're the Ones that pulled all the community groups together and worked towards getting that passed, and we did get it passed in the mm-hmm. city of Spokane. Um, we were, you know, right on the front lines when the Westboro Baptist Church came to town. We organized um, how to safely protest. We had sign making days. We were there on the on the front lines at every single location. We were we were on it. Um, I've done personal debates with R seventy one and R seventy four with our opposing sides, um, you know, in studios mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, on the air. <laughs>
1: Why Um. is it that you think then that over since 96, Mm -hmm. because way back in like 2000, I don't remember, but when uh, the center was down on second, I was on the board then, Mm -hmm. we had a PR problem at that time as well. Um, Why is it, do you think that it seems to be a lightning rod at the LGBT center to bring in such criticism? uh, It seems to follow.
3: Well, you know, we are the lightning rod. I mean, really. Um, we are probably the most visible Mm -hmm. of all the community organizations Um, and um, we are the hub we have been the hub we're the go to place to find out where to go Um, which makes us you know a target and everybody can do it better than we can and you know
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. just... <laughs> there's, yeah. there's board yeah. positions open. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. always
3: board.
1: <laughs> And at this juncture, I mean, mm-hmm. I think the pointing fingers, like you said earlier, is moot. I mean, the the mm-hmm. center's going to close. Yeah. Um, and that there's always three sides to every story. Sure. And, you know, the opposing sides and the truth. So, I mean, obviously, we all need to just realize that this... And maybe it doesn't help
4: mm-hmm.
1: right now at this juncture for us to throw a lot of stones and to be i'm not saying that everybody doesn't have legitimate things to say but it's not going to do us any good at this moment because right now the center now there's a hole in Mm -hmm. the community right Mm -hmm. um can you talk to us a bit about with the center closing are there certain holes that can be filled by other organizations certain holes that it's going to be tough for a while until someone steps up can you talk to us about that hole in
3: the community um the biggest hole that is that is going to be out there is just playing a safe meeting space um the book group is uh now looking for a a new location to meet um because they've been have been meeting there um we have hosted PFLAG, outspoke cans Mm -hmm. board meetings um you know gosh we did a sex you know we were meeting with sex workers um for a while um, having their meetings um, at the center so that they could get help um, for whatever their challenges are. Um, pretty much anybody that has come to us and said, we need a safe mating space, we have opened the doors um, to them. So that's um, now uh, going to be gone. There is no one else that can fill that space. Um, Odyssey is 20 and under. It's by charter. Yeah, you can age out. Yeah, and, well. um, and Sand doesn't have the space, one. And two, that's not what they're... What they're mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. um, therefore, you know, other other things. Um, so we were the only other entity that actually had a physical location. So that's that's gone. Yeah. Um, the resource center, resource library, of course, will be packed away, nice and neatly in boxes and, and uh, in a storage unit somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, going to be gone. Do you
1: foresee? Any organization or person or something? Do you foresee anyone stepping up uh, to to try to create something? And do you? What would they? In your experience here, what needs to be different for someone else to be successful if they want to step up and try to fill these voids?
3: It's it's tough. It's a tough void to fill. Um, you got to have the money. Yeah. Um. You got to have the time commitment and. And you have to have the people commitment to keep it going. And unfortunately, and I was talking with somebody else not that long ago about this this type of stuff. And basically what it boils down to is there's a handful of people that run everything. Mm -hmm. And we get tired. I mean.
1: Yeah, it's been said and spoken that there's, especially in the LGBT community, there's 20 people. uh And those 20 people are the ones that are out there doing the work. So, um, and whether that's true or not true, I mean, that's something that has to be addressed Mm -hmm. if someone wants to step up. So as these, it sounds so, um, it sounds like such a sad outlook what's going on. It is, true. There are holes not being filled. The
0: situation in Spokane is that, you know, we see something wrong, we don't want to fix it because it's too broken to fix, so no one does anything to fix it. And we keep going through this cycle where it's broken, 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 broken. And uh,
1: we we have to find a way to get out of that. Yeah, and one of the things you know, we Siri and I, as we mm-hmm. were out even at PECON, I mean, one of the things that comes up is we have these two camps that are going out there for a lot of things, and one camp says, "Well, there's no need mm-hmm. to, for that to be filled because um, mm-hmm. we can get mm-hmm. things on the internet now, and we've we have grown so far as a as a world community yeah. that you can get your needs felt. So why it That I think it's been criticized over the year. Actually, I've seen it talked about well, there's no need for the center. Mm -hmm. Um, and here we are closing. Do you think that is a support of that opinion, or this is we do have a need
3: for this? I I think it's ironic because Mm -hmm. it's there's no need for the center, then you know, OMG, the center's closing. Um, you know, so, um, when when I first took over the center, um, somebody made a comment to me that we're the security blanket of the city. Right. They don't necessarily want to go visit. They don't necessarily want to support it, but they want to know that we're open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that has actually become so true (laughs) over the years that I will never forget that that, that comment being made, you know, what, six years ago, um, to me. And it still haunts me to this day. It's, it is indeed true. Um, they want to know that we're open, that we're there if we if they need them, right. but we don't yeah. necessarily yeah. want to support it, um, in the long term. Right,
0: exactly. Where 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 they like knowing that there is one, but they're never going to use it. I mean, so many people you ask. Oh, well, how do you feel about that? Oh, well, this is a bummer. Okay, well, once what what did they do for you? Um, well, I. I looked on their website right. once. It's you what know, they it's, did for other people exactly, that I've heard exactly. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, someone. I heard they did something for uh, my friend Pat over there. Right. I mean, we. I don't think as a community we use the resource to its fullest extent.
4: Well, And, and I think that's a big reason that.
1: Let's speak to, you know, Sergey has been put, uh, putting together our GSA tour, yeah, as we call it. Yeah. But you've talked to a lot of these young people, and yeah. we were talking about this this opinion that there's well, there's no need. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, for that's it. a. And you shared with me some of what these the youth are saying, which is they right. feel there is. Well, tell us about that. To talk to the people who are saying, what are you whining about? There's no need for this. Uh, well, yeah, like
0: it's it. interesting because uh, for some of them, you know, they they're in the younger uh, demographic, and so in the younger demographic, it's a lot more accepting, and so they say, well, we don't really need it. It's not. They go th- behind the the argument that it's not. Uh, gay meeting it's not a gay club it's just a club because it's just people and while yes that's a perfect world that's where we are aiming for right now we're not in the situation i mean washington yes has uh same-sex marriage is legal here Idaho now has that but i mean we still go through all the hurdles we still have a lot of fight fighting to do and honestly a lot of people still have families where they don't support support them and it comes down to that it comes down to the personal and so a lot of people who have come from a, a a bad background with a religious family or a or a non-accepting. Con- conservative yeah non accepting family, um, all of them say, well, it's it where where do I go now? And they all realize they have Odyssey and uh, schools have GSAs, but I mean, in the end of the day, they still need a place to go to because it really isn't, um, you know all just a marriage or a club. Right. It is still very separated, not because we choose that, but because, because that's, that's how, how it world, is. The world works. Mm-hmm. And so, we have to
1: work with that. As the center winds down, I mean, you're in the week, you're going to be, it's Friday, it's the 31st. Yeah. You guys will have, closed the doors, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not necessarily is, you won't have a brick and mortar location, which as we've talked about, is going to be for groups and things that the the center was used for is a big um impact on the community. But you're keeping an online presence. Yes. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that and what that what that is. Real.
3: Um, really? And that's really, uh, you know, frankly, where most people do associate with us is online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get a lot of people in the door. Um, but You know, those people, you know, once or twice, they got the resource they need, and now they just follow us online anyway. Um, Really, our our brick and mortar is really the safe meeting space, Mm -hmm. Um, the the one-on-one personal interaction that you might need initially to feel comfortable. Um, So we will still be on Facebook. You know, posting sure. our opinions and right. and making people mad because that's what we do best. <laughs> um, and uh, the website and, and stuff will still be available. We'll still have fundraisers. We still do plan on doing the Rainbow Awards right, um, right. this uh, in December. So. Is, so
1: is the board still going to be active just in a different capacity?
3: It just basically mm-hmm. we're going to go back to where it was prior to me um, being um, on the board. So um, we'll be... be- just strictly online via the, mm-hmm. and then, right. you know, once we do raise a little bit more money, we can get the phone lines reactivated. I just personally paid for the website to get it online for another year. Oh, no. um, so, um, you know, once we get the phone lines and stuff reactivated, um, you know, then it's just a matter of paying the storage unit. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that's and great. support is where it's at.
0: The support is where it's at and Outspoken does receive support from Rick Singer Photography at four fifteen and a half west main avenue in downtown Spokane offering natural light portraits passport and visa pictures copy and restoration of old pictures and private instruction More information at 838-3333 and online at ricksingerphotography.com. I will have this memorized really soon. You will,
1: very quick, because we want him to keep supporting us. But if you have just joined us, you are listening to Outspoken on KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And in this first hour, we are joined by special guest Carol Earhart, Mm -hmm. who is the co-chair of the Inland Northwest LGBT Center. Not GLBT, LGBT Center. And she is here talking about the closure that was announced of the of the doors, at least, of the physical building um, here in Spokane mm-hmm. at the end of the month, which is Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are just, we've been talking about what's going on, what happened, community opinion, which is very uh volatile right yeah, now yeah. and then as we move forward uh we just spoke about how there's going to be an online presence <laughs> and what's
0: come what's to come what's next and what's next
1: yeah. and on the on what is available resource wise to people as you continue in the online world what things it's all of the community resources and communications can be got there yeah what- what yeah are they? Uh,
3: you know really um most of the emails and stuff i get are we're planning on moving to Spokane or we Mm. just did move to Spokane or the Valley or wherever. And you know, where's a safe place to live? Where do I meet community? Um, you know, where, what, where do I go? Where shouldn't I go? Those types of questions. Um, we get questions from parents who have a child and they're looking for resources because the child's expressing, um, things that they're not real sure about and they want to know how Mm. best to work with this child. So, most of what we do to the one-on-one with the community is the same as we will continue to be doing, and that is providing the resources they need, the best fit for what they're asking for. Um, it's a domestic violence situation. I'm going to refer them to these agencies. I mm-hmm. know these agencies yeah. are safe, right. and they can. And these are the people you need to talk to at these agencies. Um, and the other things will be one-on-one support. We do work one-on-one with the police department, and we will continue to work on one-on-one with the police department when there's an issue in the community. Um, so really, it's it's just providing the best fit for what's happening to that individual at any given time. And, you know, going back kind of a little bit back to the things that we do and why the perception is what it is, we don't jump And announce from the building, hey, we saved this person from a domestic violence situation. Hey, I visited this person in the hospital because um, he or she was injured due to Mm -hmm. a hate crime. Or um, I spent two hours on the phone with somebody who had... I can't stand up on and, and announce those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so just because you haven't seen a lot of stuff doesn't mean that there isn't always stuff going on behind the scenes that nobody knows but us.
0: Sure, and it's 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 good to know that at least the core support and the foundation, you know, mm-hmm. the people are there behind. Behind the LGBT center, uh, even if it's an online presence, the people are still there. And I'm I'm just wondering if there is a way for there to be resources where people can find a safe meeting place or safe places, or if there's you know uh, LGBT friendly churches or LGBT friendly <laughs> this and that, you know, places where people you know can find alternative ways to do what the center has provided. Sure,
3: um, and, and there are, um, right. it looks like the book group will um, possibly be meeting at a restaurant from now on. Okay. Um, but uh, Outspoken outspoken's meeting at, I believe, nine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, the Lincoln Center, they're meeting at the Lincoln Center right now. Um, so, you know, finding other stuff is just gonna go on the wayside. Right. Uh, Stitch and Bitch, um, met once a week. Um, you know, it's hard so, to say where they're
1: sure. going to move to. As now winds down, mm-hmm. you're still keeping the board. Is there, do you look back, because I feel like every board obviously has dysfunction. All of us who are on boards can learn mm-hmm. different things. Do you feel like, I feel like the center has been here a few times. Yeah. Is there a way, do you look back at the way the board has run for the past over a decade and say it needs to be different and we're going to take different is there ways to look at that and try to mm. to learn yeah. from those things and um, as you move forward? I
3: mean, certainly it's been a learning experience for me. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. Like, kind of like from the pot to the kettle, you know, <laughs> type thing. But, um, yeah, there, there's so much need to change. And, and unfortunately, every nonprofit board mm-hmm. um, goes through um, these hurdles, Um Just kind of the way the nonprofit world works. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the lowest number of people we've had on the board since I started. Um, And simply because we've had people move away. People people get sick. Uh, Matthew passed away. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. other things besides Just Center stuff has happened. Um,
1: Can people still... Let's say they, I mean, as basically you guys are reforming kind of what's going on, you, the mm-hmm. online presence and everything, can people still get involved? Yes. Can they still get in touch and say, you know, I want to be part of the board. I want to, you know, see and if we, I can help. And
3: gosh, please, please, please do. The center doesn't have to be closed for a long period of time. Right. Um, but we do need new and fresh energy mm-hmm. on the board. Mm-hmm. Um Frankly, both Andrew and I, we're at the end of the line in January. Um, We've both been on the board for six years as of the end of January. Um, And according to our bylaws, (laughs) um, we cannot hold an executive position as of the end of January. So we term out, um, which leaves uh, two others left that have any history. So, yeah, we definitely need Mm -hmm. um, new fresh blood.
1: Do you see on the horizon hope that this can resurrect or is it time to for someone to come up with a new plan you know what do you think as you look forward
3: yeah for you know, what's
1: coming for the board
3: it's the, the center has been reinvented so many times uh you know once upon a time it was strictly a come hang out place that's the whole intent of it because there was no other hangout place mm-hmm, where it was safe yeah. to go and be yourself um when we reopened five and a half years ago that wasn't the need you could go hang out in other places and be perfectly safe um so we've we have reinvented over and over and over again what the future looks like for the center is what the community wants it to look like Mm -hmm. but the community has to be involved to get it there the the people on the board can't guess what that is yeah
0: well then is it possibly a rebranding situation where you have to start over completely clearlessly and say, okay, this is whatever you guys had thought before, whatever you knew about the old board or heard rumors. This is, right. this is a brand new thing. Sure. Um,
3: I, I, I think, it. I don't yeah. think it can hurt. Right. Yeah. right. Um, and there's nothing that any of the board members have done wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. I, 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 under, I understand the roles. I mean, you know, the, I mean, certainly, well, yeah, I heard yeah. plenty of bad things about exactly. the previous board to exactly. me too. But you know, um, I, you know, I also know now, five and a half years later, that um, you know that was a lot of BS too. Mm-hmm. These were mm-hmm. people that worked just as hard as I've worked to get this far, and weren't given their their due. Right. And after sure. six yeah. years,
1: so you know, when you're a co-chair of board, you get to be the the basically the face, mm-hmm. uh, the the one that goes and does. The interviews when things go happy or things go not happy. um, After six years of having to do that, do you foresee putting yourself in that? Position, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, again, I've been
3: called the spokesman of the community so many times, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and you get a lot of you get a lot of good and bad that goes mm -hmm. with that. I get
3: a lot of good and bad that goes with that. Um, I will say that one of the things that I am most proud of, as far as what we have accomplished, is that we have accomplished a very good working relationship with the media, and that was something that had not existed up until a few years ago. And and I'm very excited about that because I think it's Mm -hmm. put a whole Mm -hmm. new face on the community of Spokane because the media, you know, pops in in their truck and says, can we do an interview right now? And we go, yeah, we can. Or they have my number and they call me and say, can you meet? So um, that is something that I'm very proud of. Um, You -hmm. know, it used to be. You know, they would come out and, and film Pride, and we'd get like a three-second bloop, you yeah. know, yeah. on there. But now we actually have connections, and we actually get airtime, and it's mm-hmm. not only at 11 p.m. Right, so, right. So um, I'm very proud voice. of that. A, a real voice. A real voice. Yeah. Yeah, more um, well-rounded
1: community, yeah. which we've always been, but they have finally decided to notice. Right, <laughs> but I,
3: but I will feel really a lot better about going out to dinner. Go, not having somebody go, I recognize you from something. right. right, right. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, no, no, you. Don't. I just have one of those faces. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I
1: think you know. Part of me says, "Oh, there should be." If people are so upset, mm-hmm. as we've we've witnessed, there should be a public forum, and everybody should share their opinion. I honestly think, though, prior. I think a lot of healing has to happen. Mm-hmm. I think people are so emotionally, for whatever reason, attached to to this organization, whether they bothered to show up or didn't show up. But there are a lot, emotions are running so very high within mm-hmm. our community um, on all sides. You know, right. for yeah. pro, we love the center, um, to, you know, the criticisms that have always been there. But don't you think there's probably some time first that people just need oh, to? Oh, yeah. To heal, mm-hmm. to, because we cannot learn from each other and figure out how to fix things. Yeah. If first we, our first instinct is combat. And especially yeah. to
0: take everything so personally. It is yet.
3: Yeah, well, very this deep. isn't personal. and, and it, Exactly, it, yeah. And it's really no, it, it, there's no one that's more affected than the board. Um, because we have put our own blood, sweat, tears, and money yeah. into making sure that the center stayed open. So you're not going to find anybody more emotional <laughs> than us, you know, that meet every month. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there there does have to be healing on all sides. Um, and there does have to be some time. And there does has to have to be a conversation at some point that says, what is it that we need the center to do? Yeah. And then there has to be the inevitable follow through because we can sit and have that conversation all day. But without the follow through, it's just not yeah. going to happen.
1: A lot of talk does nothing. It's mm-hmm. the action that follows it that changes the world, to be right. honest, which is what we do uh, strive to do here. Yeah. We, ta- the we have the talk yeah. <laughs> <us> down <laughs> so well. Yeah, we do. And we're yeah. really good at that. I yeah. do want to mm-hmm. say where. So the website you said is up. It's taken care of, so it's gonna be up for a while. Where yeah. can they go in case they're listening and they don't know mm-hmm. where they can go, at least for resources, where can they go?
3: Um, you can send us an email, you know, info at the mm-hmm. Um I do try to answer <laughs> as quickly as possible. Sure. Especially if it's a if it's a real you know, right. high demand need, I do mm-hmm. try to get on it right away. Mm-hmm. Um and uh other than that, um you know, most everybody's going to point back to us. I mean, you can try to get a hold of Outspoken or INBA sure, or any of the other, sure. but general that they'll end up pointing back to us and say. And your website
1: is again
3: the LGBTCenter.org.
1: So and there's lists of also resources on mm-hmm. there as well. So right now, in the interim, as every all the dust settles and and you go through the business of what this week is going to be to actually close down the the mm-hmm. the physical building. In the interim, as we figure out, as we move forward, it's important to remember that that website is there, Yeah, that they can email. And also, I would assume they can also email there if they're interested in somehow being a part of the board yeah. or figuring out what the future is, being a part of that. They can go there as well. Oh,
3: Absolutely. Or find, you know, on Facebook, mm-hmm. Um and you can Facebook us, and, and then we have more people who can respond. Um, right. If you email it, it comes directly to me. Um, if you Facebook it, then there's six other people that can see that. Right, sure. <laughs> right, you know? exactly. So sometimes if you want a faster response, sometimes mm-hmm. it's faster to go um, by Facebook. But. Exactly.
1: Well, I want to mm-hmm. say, Carol, that we appreciate that you came by on a Sunday morning when life is not only crazy <laughs> sure in personal life, but also in closing down a, a huge organization like this um, for taking time to kind of answer what's going on mm-hmm. and to the community. And um, we have to say we try to take a very middle stance here. But I will say to everybody who's listening, the important thing is mm-hmm. we can either get bogged down in the negative negative, we can get bogged down in whose fault it is, or you can do what is way more uh, helpful, which is what can you do now? Yeah. Um, there's nothing we can do about changing the past of anybody or who did what. But what we can do is decide what can we do as we move forward. If if we are so passionate, you know, about our opinion about what's well, going on,
4: what a- can we and do? And
0: also realize all the things that they have done. You know, all the mm-hmm. positive effects of it, not right. just all the you know emotion behind it. All yeah. the all the real change that has happened. Because yeah. as we snipe
1: that. at each other, yeah, nothing gets done, and we just take out those of us that are trying, mm-hmm. even if. I stumbled along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do want to say I appreciate it. And as a co-chair, it, you know, you have to answer all of these crazy questions. So I appreciate you coming in. And I know everybody who's been listening is going to have a lot of opinions for us. <laughs> and um, feel free. We, we can we can take it. We'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but please feel know free to comment. it is not exactly – it's changing the way it looks. Mm-hmm. So please, mm-hmm. if you want to be a part or you want to to help or you want to, you know, be in there at all – please go to thelgbtcenter.org um, you know, to find out what you can do and yeah. to email them. And again, we thank you, Carol Earhart, for being here this, this morning and for talking about this not easy subject right now.
3: No, that's it's not easy, but we do appreciate you asking honest questions. Absolutely. Our
1: pleasure. So yeah. we're going to take Always a brief break here, here in a second, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to be welcoming we, gays with kids and yes, a wonderful yes. uh, gay father here in town. Um uh, mm-hmm. Michael will be on the air with us as well. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to Yeah, to that's gonna stuff. be so a so great interview.
0: It's gonna be a call in and an in studio, so um So
1: it might be extra hot messy.
0: Yeah. So we will <laughs> ask you to bear with us, but right. that's gonna be great. And I'm you know with, with everything going on with the LGBT center, I think we just have to have faith. Oh yeah. And that is my <laughs> intro good to segue. George Michael
1: Faith.
4: What's up, y'all? This Bob Creek, we listen
1: to Outspoken on KYRS. Okay. Welcome back. You are listening to Outspoken on KYRS, Medical Lake, Spokane. That's 88.1 and 92.3 FM. If you have just joined us, uh, we just said our goodbyes to Carol Earhart, the Mm co-chair of the Inland Northwest LGBT Center. And now it's into maybe a little brighter subject in the second. Yeah,
0: not so gloomy.
1: Not so gloomy. And uh, in just a second, we'll bring him on. I do want to give credit where credit is due. You just listened to Jessica Ling, her version of Life on Mars, which, of course, famous Bowie, David Bowie song, which was uh, featured on American Horror Story um, recently. Mm -hmm. So that's who that was. So much fun. But now... Comes the fun part.
0: Now is the fun part. Yeah, it's your we, long-awaited conversation. It is.
1: We are going to be joined by Brian Rosenberg, uh, him and his partner, his husband, I should say, Ferd Van Gameren, and then I know Brian will tell me how I miss... Pronounced his name. Um, (laughs) They run a website that aims to normalize the experience of gay parenting by sharing stories, news, advice, and in depth reporting on topics of interest to gay dads. So we do want to welcome Brian Rosenberg to Outspoken. Brian, you're on the air.
2: Thank you very much. It's great to be here. I appreciate the invitation. And we you love, we got my husband's name perfect.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That is the first, like, that's the first time I've ever, ever. pronounced anybody's
2: name. <laughs> it took me like three months. From, uh, from and
1: once you got it, you figured with all that effort, you had to marry him. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
1: right. <laughs> and you are joining us, uh, from Canada. Is that right?
2: That is true. I'm in Toronto.
1: Awesome. Oh well, welcome gosh. from Toronto. You know, we just want to start out by saying your website, which is gayswithkids.com, correct? Yes, it is. It started, This did it launch this past year?
2: Yes, it launched uh, officially on June 4th.
1: Wonderful. Uh, we just want to start out with when you and your husband got together, and what was the story that, that you felt there's this need that we need to be a part of? What mm-hmm. started this website?
2: Sure, so we actually have celebrated our 21st anniversary this past oh, June. But we became first-time dads about five and a half years ago. At the time, we were living in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm from Boston, first from Holland, so we weren't near either of our families. We found out, uh, we adopted our eldest son, Levi, at birth. We found out about him two days after he was born. Um, oh. And we said, oh, my gosh, we need to figure out what to do. So we went to, you know, the big box retailers, and oh, yeah, I, you know, if yeah. I saw one more label or sign that said, For Moms, Buy Moms, May We <laughs> yeah. Love, Buy Moms, Mommy Tested, Mommy Approved. Right. I just felt like that was not talking to me. And so you know, was I even supposed to look at those products? Was that somehow, were they something different? So I came on home in our apartment, and we went online, and we looked to connect with dads. Quite frankly, at that point, we were looking to connect with dads, let alone gay dads, and there was right. nothing out there. And, uh, we said we, we really gotta create this community. We can't be the only ones out there that, uh, that, you know, wanna find out what it's like for dads to become, da- you know, for us to be dads and to right. become dads.
4: Right, um, yeah. But yeah. quite
2: frankly, right after Levi was born, we had, a week before that, we had started our process, uh, journey with surrogacy for our twins and they were born 17 months later wow. and we were just sort of, <laughs> Inundated with diapers and baby bottles for the next few years, and um, we finally had time to, to to think about again, you know, the, the concept of being able to connect with other gay dads uh, right. about a year yeah. and a half ago, and, and to our surprise, there was still nothing out there.
1: Yeah, because you talk about, I mean, that there are challenges specific to same-sex couples who have, you know, chosen to adopt children. Um, And this is your way. Not only does this website have, uh, you know, tips and things from other gay parents, but you also focus on stories to talk about. It's we're all over the world now. We're all having children and we can learn from each other.
2: Absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. See, I'm I'm interested in. So this website is up and it's, I I mean, it's, it's a resource for gay dads out there. And we, a lot of the times after, you know, marriage has been legalized, we don't realize that there are still struggles left. So what, what are some of the bigger hurdles that, you know, you didn't foresee uh, becoming a gay parent? What, I mean, the whole mommy side uh, of, of raising a child, what's, what's another um, struggle in a very maternal parenting world?
2: Sure. So there are a few. I mean, there's the legal aspect because, you know, depending on how, what journey you take, some things may not be legal for mm-hmm. you. So for adoption, um, you know, if you live in a state that didn't allow uh, same-sex marriage or same-sex couples to adopt, you'd have to, you have to be knowledgeable about that. Uh, but, you know, other things, too, more the psychosocial. I came out in a really big way 22 years ago, and I thought, mm-hmm. that was it. I'm done. And I'll tell you, as a gay dad living, I mean, I live in Toronto, but, you know, we're the only gay family in our neighborhood. As far as we've seen, we're the only um, gay dads in our entire school. Mm-hmm. And so it's like wherever we go, it's almost like we're coming out every single day of our lives. So we meet the kids' teachers when we take them to the the first visits to the pediatrician, to the you know I was at a birthday party, or excuse me, a Halloween party a couple of days ago with my son, and again, I'm just, you're always coming out. And so you think you're done with that for many, many years ago. and you know you really have to be very comfortable about who you are and what your life is like um, because you're going to have to explain it again and again and again. And what
1: has been, since you started it, not really that long ago, what has been you all's most rewarding thing so far since you've started this
5: website?
2: Great. So I would say two things. Number one is all the responses that we're getting from gay dads from all over and whether you know it's a twenty five-year-old gay dad who was struggling um, with living an authentic life was married to a woman and really that's not what he wanted to do um, and he just needed to connect with other guys going through the similar process or people who say, you know, I, I know I'm not the only one out there. I, I kind of mm. knew I couldn't be the only one out there, but right. I, where I live, there are no other gay dads. And so mm. it feels so great to be able to connect virtually and to see all these stories of other gay dads. So just from, you know, we get emails or Facebook messages or tweets um, at least, you know, a couple of times a week, just thanking us for portraying our families in such a positive light. And then the second thing that I really was not expecting at all is we've gotten several emails or Facebook messages from moms who have said um, one had a 15-year-old and the other had a 16-year-old, uh, and they both said, wow, thank you so much. Our son recently came out to us, and we had no idea what his life could look like, or he had no idea what his life could look like, or thank you for helping to paint a picture of what his life may look like, and, you know, you've really done a great service for us, and so I didn't even think of that as a consequence, and so I'm, you know, we're delighted and really touched by that.
1: See, and I think that's amazing, and and I have to say that I think um, the whole website's great, but what I love about the website is you also do stories, stories on real people, Mm -hmm. and um, actually, while you're with us, we're going to bring one of the stories you had on um, the website that I read and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm a I'm a crier. Yeah. I admit it. <laughs> yeah. so I cried. Well, we have an
2: inspiring story, right? Very inspiring
1: yeah. story, and you know we're very happy and lucky that we have um, we have Michael Chappelle and his son Daniel Raymond Chappelle, in the studio. Um, if you could please just stay with us on the line as well, and um, kind of bring you on a Absolutely. panel here, and we uh, definitely want to start talking to him. So, Michael, thank you so much for being with us in Spokane and bringing your son. If you hear the laughter, that's what's going on. See, yeah. we, make, we make happy yeah. in the <laughs> studio. But thank you for coming. Thank you. Definitely. We want to talk a little bit, if you wouldn't <clears throat> mind, for those people that aren't running to the website now that we've told them, um, tell us about your story. Can you tell us about how you became a father? And
5: it's quite an inspiring story. Sure. I, uh, was, uh, uh, I work in real estate, and there's a child in... foster home in one of the developments I was working in and I became introduced to him and uh, in time shortly after that I took a trip and started reading a journal that I had been writing for a year which I started writing after I lost my younger brother and uh, it was while I was in the Caribbean uh, reading that journal and uh, contemplating uh, my upbringing I wanted to know if I could uh, legally adopt a child, and I came back to Spokane, and I went straight to his case manager and said, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. If you have a better home, that's really what I want. That's amazing, because you were
1: really connected uh, to Daniel. It says in the article from, like, right when you, you met him, although at that point you weren't thinking you were going to be a dad by any means, but you did feel a connection uh, with with Daniel, <laughs> And you're you're having to be a dad right now, which I have to say for everyone uh, that's where Brian was talking about that earlier. Yeah. Not only are you a parent and kids take all your time, but reaching out and finding other parents to connect with— you, who has time for that? Right. No one. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael, at the same time, you're a single father, or you were when the article was out. I'm a single um, parent. Yes. Yeah. So that is all in its own its own kind of challenge.
5: Yes. Um, yeah, again, we're all a lot more alike than we are different. I keep right. going back to that. But, um, you know, when you take your son to the doctor and they ask where his mother is, or <laughs> if you're an advocate at the school and they, you know, want uh, they think that, you know, they need to teach you. Yes. Um, and that it's not an open communication between the two. So,
1: Well, and assumptions are made not only because if they don't know uh, you're a gay man, they assume there's a mother somewhere, a wife waiting. Right. But at the same time, they, there's this, like Brian had mentioned earlier, there's this constant coming out. Uh, you have to come out to doctors. You have to come out to teachers. You have to. You're from Spokane. Have you found uh, your son is 12, 13? 12? 12, see. I did research. It's amazing. Um, so you've been at this a while. You've been a dad a while. Do you still th- th-
5: still feel that there's still challenges constantly? Um, as a parent, there are constant challenges. Yeah, and it doesn't matter that you're
1: gay. It matters that you're a parent. Yeah, right? yeah. And a single parent on top, which has other things. So it's like you almost take the sexuality out of it. But, I mean, it's. did you have a resource like, you know... Um, Brian and Ferd just launched that this year. What were the resources when you first became a parent that, you know, that you had to, where did you find your support? Um,
5: I I was scared and, um, I guess, naive. And I just went to the case manager and said, is this possible? Is this legal? And then I was, then I looked for my, my, uh the people that were going to uh walk me through that process and sure. and that is you know being part of the community already knowing who I was already knowing who mm-hmm. I am, I had that uh, safety net around me, and that safety net became the safety net for daniel
1: right exactly and it's a community now um Brian, is it this you were mentioning even for you with this website that it is It's about building those connections and building that community that's yours because they understand what you're going through. When you see these stories on your site, you even meet some of these people. Is that – does it still amaze you?
2: Oh, my God, yeah. Every week. I mean, from, you know, Michael's story on, every week we've got new stories on that really just – Inspires most come to mind, you know, from the couple that have fostered, adopted 13 kids, all deemed unadoptable for one reason or another, who are now, you know, all living sort of successful lives, um, to guys who, like I said, married in, to a woman for many years and finally got the courage to, to transition to live what they call it, their authentic lives. And, I mean, there's just so many inspiring stories
0: yeah there really there really are and and my question is uh how how do you find these stories? I mean, do they reach out to you do you uh, go to foster homes and you ask for people with these stories how How do you find stories for uh, for us to see that you can share
2: it, all different ways uh, mm. sometimes some of our writers know of a story so in, in michael 's case, we were lucky enough that one of our one of our better best writers, Erica, lives in the area, and um, I think, Michael, you had actually met her, or she knew the person who covered you, I guess, in another story a few years back. Um, and then other times people come to us, and, you know, I'm online all the time and researching to see, you know, who I think would be for, make mm-hmm. for a really good, inspiring story, um, And uh, so a lot of it comes that way.
1: What are are your goals for the future of Gays with Kids?
2: I just, you know, I want to make sure that really, again, that no gay dad, regardless Mm -hmm. of where he lives, feels isolated or alone or disconnected from a larger gay dad community, that he realizes that there are other there are other uh, people like him that he can reach out to, he can connect with, um, et cetera. So that's our biggest thing is is we really want to make sure that everybody knows that they're not alone. And secondly, we really want to normalize the gay family experience. And and I say that, I mean, you know, the first group I want to normalize it for are people like my friends. Uh, Ferd and I were the first amongst our you know, closest group of friends to become dads. Since then, several others have as well. But at the time, people just... Couldn't relate, you know. We were in our 40s, and people couldn't relate uh, of our at our age, thinking that if you're a gay man, well, you're automatically not going to be a dad unless you became a dad 20 years earlier the old-fashioned mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And so, we wanted to show gay men who thought that you know there was something in their lives that they felt was missing or that they thought could make their lives more fulfilling. And as parents, we wanted to make sure that they understood that it was possible and hear the different journeys you have, and then also to help normalize our field experiences for the rest of the world so that the dads can feel comfortable wherever they live.
1: I think that's amazing. Now, I have a a question for both uh, Michael and you, so I'm going to start with Michael. Uh, In your adoption process, so long ago, I know, a lot has changed in Washington, how difficult was it? Was there any stumbling block with uh, your
5: sexuality when you were uh, adopting? Um, Let me clarify. Um, There isn't a legal adoption in this case. It's a long-term guardianship. Gotcha. Um, and that has to do with because of his medical mm-hmm. um, needs. But it is legal to adopt. Um, this is just the route we went. Sure. Um And we, I went through, found out that it was legal. That was the main thing, was to find out what could I do, what couldn't I do, and then I could advocate from that <laughs> standpoint. There were some obstacles because... There were some biases in the beginning, but having found out what the boundaries were, I wanted to advocate as much for um, the people that have been able to bring my life and my rights out to where they are today. I, I thought there's gonna be other children like Daniel that need a home. And if I don't step up like people have before me, then that next child isn't gonna have a home.
1: Exactly. And I'm going to come back to you because you mentioned a thing I want to uh, touch base on really quick. But, Brian, as you guys, with a website that's all over the world and you guys get pictures sent in from all over the world, do you hear stories of other places that aren't like Washington, that um, we do have, you know, laws here that are, are more LGBT friendly? Do you hear stories of people having trouble in other areas?
2: So, so you mean within the states or within the world? The world. States. World, oh, yeah, all sure. I mean, you know... Uh, got a story from a gay man who lives in, believe it or not, in of all places in Uganda. And he's oh, wow. gone on and told me some of his stories. And so we, we do get stories from people who've had, you know, who live in places where things are a lot more difficult. We're working right now on a story that takes place in China um, with, a, with gay dad families. And the way that they're creating their families is really Wow, something that I wouldn't want to have to do, Um, and, you know, we'll be telling that story soon enough. Um, And then there are people in the States, you know, depending on where they live, uh, who come across, you know, bigotry or laws that don't protect us, uh, et cetera, that have uh, difficult journeys because of that.
1: Mm -hmm. And they have a place, um, you know, online now, case with? kids, where they can tell those stories, where we can learn for each other. I will say, I'm thankful that we live in the state we do here. Um, Michael, some of the things that I love that you mention it seems to be a theme throughout your your interview today, which is great, which is you try to say, listen, it's not a gay dad thing. It's a dad thing. It's a parent thing. It's trouble. And you mentioned, I, in reading the article, you even say, listen, it's the same thing. Kids are our lives. And you talk about how it's not always easy for you to to find care because of course it needs to be specific care um and to have you know the social but you I mean you do it uh, all the way but that's just a struggle you as a dad this is what you go through
5: um.
1: <laughs> he's like yes yeah. I concur yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> I, we have a great yeah. community here in Spokane we have um you know it's a small town but we still have um a lot of activities and social, um, awareness and you can, we're fortunate right here.
1: Yeah, we really are. Mm -hmm. Do you find the attention that you've been, I mean, you have articles on, you now. you're on our our amazingly huge show. So do you find the attention, um,
5: disconcerting at all? Or how do you feel about that? Um, it can be awkward at times. Sure. Um, I have just this um, great life that I never planned. And um, looking at where my son was when I met him and not knowing where that road was going to go, I had somebody ask me the other night, Friday night, we we went to Madeline's downtown for live music. It was the last um, live music event. And somebody asked me, you know, is there something that we can... You know, do you have an account somewhere? Somewhere we can help you. And I was like, um, it's, it isn't like that. We're we, we're in a really good place. Right. And I, again, I don't know what I would ask for. We just have right. mm-hmm. uh, a social network. We have a safety net. Um, and um, it's it's the last ten years is the best chapter of my life.
1: And that's amazing. And I have to say, one of the things that. I find amazing is watching a parent with their child, especially when the interaction is good. And I'll tell you, we've heard a a lot of laughter in the background and it's, it's, there's nothing better than that. And to see good parents, because, you know, as you stated earlier, uh, there are many kids out there who need good homes. And so, you know, to all those states who haven't figured it out yet, um, there are some amazing parents who want to be parents. And so I think that, that part is amazing. Um, to speak to you, Sarah, Brian, uh, I have to say that I think this is a resource that I'm amazed at 2014, there wasn't one. That um, you know, we had to put together our social networks and our support, you know, for so long. And now it took us this long. And finally, you know, you step up and you do that. Are you shocked by that at all?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought for sure that when we came back, you know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, I said, okay, let's investigate, let's find out what's going on, that there would be, you know, numerous numerous resources available, and um, when I saw it, I said, okay, it's time to stop talking about it and just to go ahead and do it, and uh, I've been loving it. It's great. I, I left my, my full-time job uh, in June as well to come on board full-time, and it's just a labor of love, and it's just awesome. Every new gay dad I meet or gay dad story I read about it really inspires me to go mm-hmm. on to the next one.
1: Now, if you could give advice as 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 a dad, we'll ask you, and we'll also ask Michael um is there advice you would give, or is it just like it would take a book?
2: <laughs> it would take a book I think the thing that i the two things that I generally say when I give unsolicited advice, which I want to do uh is one is accept help if you've got people who are offering you assistance and support, and these are people you trust you love. You know, uh, accept it. So many people think, oh, no, it's important to show that I can do it. I know it." going on. No, absolutely not. The first thing I do is accept help. And the second thing is sort of a part of that, which is, you know, Hillary Clinton said it well, and Beth, and she said it takes a village. And mm-hmm. Michael's spoken to that, too, and it really, really does. So it's important to, to build your village as soon as quickly as you can.
1: Right. And I think it's important to tell people, you know, some of us are, are lucky enough to live in a place where we can have our social network together. We can have our support. But what's great is for those people out there who are listening that maybe don't, maybe they're thinking about having children or maybe they already have children, that there's also this online that they can go to GaysWithKids.com and they can find a community and help build it if they don't already have that going on in their lives. So it's a great resource. Thank you. Yes. No. Thank you. And then before we wrap up here, I actually I want to ask you the same thing, Michael. Now you've been a, a dad for so long. What has been your greatest lesson in being a dad, and what would you say to someone who wants to be, be a father?
5: Um, our greatest lesson is that uh, we just take and appreciate every day that we have. Um, there were no guarantees that we would. Have a family, be a family, or in our case with Daniel, how long that is going to last. So we take every day as a blessing, and uh, and well,
1: that's the. And then any advice, uh, someone who wants to be a dad, is there anything you would say to them? They're they're not a dad yet, and they're looking to adopt or have a child. Um,
5: find your resources. Um, draw close to your resources whether that's your family or your neighbors and uh create that family and be prepared for anything for sure kids are always going to
1: throw throw something on you i want to uh thank you michael so much for coming in and sharing with us on this sunday morning um and for putting up with uh, figuring out how radio is so it's i think it's amazing and i love that they're are people in Spokane like you. And so you're very inspirational. But I have to tell everybody, go to the website and read the article about uh, Michael and uh, the story of his his adoption and with Daniel Raymond Chappelle as well because, um, you know, I can't speak so much for what a what a, a hard loss that is, but uh, so thankful that such a beautiful gift has come from that. So we thank you for being on. Brian, thank you so much for joining Outspoken this morning for telling us about the website. We are going to spread the word um, because I plan on having 8,000 children one day, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And I want to thank Michael as well. And I'm Sorry I'm not there in person to be able to meet you and five to be in person, but thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Everyone have a wonderful day. We're going to continue here on Outspoken on KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 for the rest of the hour. Thank you to our guests in the studio today. We're going to, uh, take a quick break, um, And then Sergey and I will come back and wrap up a little about our check-in that we didn't get Mm -hmm. to really really finish a lot. Yeah, we didn't
0: get to talk too much about that. But we are going to play another one of uh, Bette Midler's songs on her new album, It's the Girls, and the song is One Fine Day.
2: Uh, Listen to Outspoken on KYRS.
0: And that was Logan Lynn, even though he doesn't say it because we forgot to ask him. we forgot to, to ask ask him, say your name.
3: Say, say
1: your name, Logan. Yeah. But we love Logan Lynn. We talked about him briefly earlier because uh, I follow him on Facebook. He's an amazing musician. He's actually, we're going to be bringing him up to Spokane. We are. We in are. In the future. But he's been obsessed with Beth Midler's new album. And that's how, and that, yeah,
0: that's how Jonathan... Learned a little bit about that. Yeah, I keep posted about it, it, which is exciting. And which that was is fun. the second uh,
1: song released. There's actually another one that they don't release on iTunes. Oh, really? But you can watch really? on YouTube. And she does a version of Waterfalls by TLC. Oh, okay, okay, and, well. And, um, in the bet way, and I think that it yeah, was very fascinating, yeah. and um, that's really where I first heard about the album. Is I saw he had posted that, but well, that's really yes, cool. I think everyone her, should go check that out. I think so. It drops on the second. Like I said, mm-hmm. Bet, if you're listening, you should do the show. Yeah, um, <laughs> drops on the second, which is just mm-hmm. this coming next week, it's uh, actually, week and a half or something. Yeah, it's actually on um, a show, on the and second. and it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So it drops then. You mm-hmm. can get it. You can pre order on iTunes right now. Um, or you can just download the two songs like I did, and yeah. then I'll just buy the whole album later.
0: You didn't want to pre-order?
1: I did, but we're at the end of the month. It's called a budget, and I had, you know, $3 to right. budget right. for two songs, <laughs> but not uh, the whole CD. This has been a packed two hours. It really has.
0: It There's a lot of meat. There's there a lot of meat there, in this A lot of meat in this, oh, in this sandwich. outspoken sandwich. Um, It's a double meat, pulled pork and chi- and, and chicken.
1: Exactly. See, and it's great. And, and it has yes. Sergey and Jonathan are the bread. Yeah. The great in between. <laughs> I have to say thank you again to Brian Rosenberg with Gay with com, mm-hmm. And a special thank you um, to, to Michael, Michael Chappelle, who is from our very Spokane area. Um, who brought in even his son, Daniel Raymond Chappelle. You probably heard him in the background. He was here as well. It yeah. can be nerve-wracking if you've yeah. never been on the, the radio, and he did great. Absolutely. Um, and it, was, it, it brought a personal touch of what, it really what did, they're yeah, trying to, to have, do with Gays with Kids. It really did, to
0: have one of their stories really here. I mean, they, they helped and uh, did a story on Michael, and that's, that's great. I think that what Gays with Kids are doing. Is, is amazing. Is amazing,
1: and still, I do have to say, still shocking that in 2014, I know uh, we didn't did have think? something that's mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Um, so I appreciated that. You know, they both pretty much said that you need a community. It takes a village. As, yeah. yeah, as he said, you need a community, and I love that Michael said the the challenges mm-hmm. as a parent have nothing to do with your sexuality and right. everything to do right. with your parent. And I think that is what we're trying to say to these judges and these states, that we are just people who want to be parents and exactly. the sexuality is exactly. is really not even part and, of it.
0: And it's unfortunate that it becomes a part of it. You know, when your kid goes to school and then, oh, yeah, my dad's are, wait, you have two dads, that whole right. thing. And it becomes, I mean, it's unfortunate. As very exactly, unfortunate. we've said time and again, coming yeah. out every day is just something it, you exactly. do.
1: As a parent, it's something you don't have a choice but to do. Yeah. Um, um, well, we well, see. I'm I'm
0: interested. Is because you are a gay parent? Do your children have to come out for you all the time as well? That's a very interesting, mm. deep topic. That I, I know we touch need on later. like
1: uh, parents uh, with older children. Yeah, yeah. I have to yeah. say, we have a lovely lady who we have talked to a few weeks ago. Who's the? She's a mom to mm-hmm. an adult son who is married now in Seattle. Um, and she said she wants to talk about the parents. She wants to see because it yeah. is a whole, a whole other. World. Side of it. Yeah, whole other side of what's exactly. going on. Exactly. But um and we touched a little, very little bit on Michael's story yeah. with his son, who does have special needs. That's why I encourage you all to go to the website, gazewithkids.com, mm-hmm. look up uh his Michael Chappelle's story, because the article I'm telling you, I'm reading the article and I, I'm <laughs> crying. Because it's beautiful. It's great. But yeah. it also talks about the the struggles he had and that he you know his his son he he touched on it and said you know they're thankful for every day because they don't know how many days there are and i have to Mm -hmm. you know say it's beautiful um At four years old, in the article, it mentions they were not expected – he was not expected to make it there, wasn't expected to make it where he is now, and he's doing great. And um, I do think part of it has to be is, you know, he's got a lot of love. It
0: really does have to be. And the fact that they define not only, you know, a single parent – and a gay parent, and every other every other odd against them, they're they're defying it because they're happy and they're a loving family, right? And, and his beautiful. story
1: is very specific. He mentioned that that it's a guardianship and right. adoption. Yeah. But I yeah. will say in the article, he mentions that even though it was legal, he did run into bias in the beginning, yeah. Um, uh, from the worker he was working with. I mean, it it happens out there. So glad um, we live here in this state and in this beautiful a uh, place we live in, Spokane, as well, Yes, um, that there yes, are those out there. Yes. makes me excited. I'm going to run out and figure out how to have a kid right now. But I already have a plan. Yeah. But I would, I am <laughs> You're trying. You're going to go get one today? Either Yes, right today. Okay. I'm either going to find my husband first or I'm not because I'm not patient. Oh, so, okay. So. Well, I mean. And you don't have to have yeah. a partner to have exactly. a kid. You, as many women you around the, the uh, world know.
0: Well, I'm also a little bit your kid. You can deal with all of you my really shenanigans. Are. I'll, this I'll, is what an older if child... If you need be. me to act up and start Please crying, don't. I will. I'll <laughs> no, come over you to your get, house and...
1: You do get sassy. <laughs> okay. And so I, I do learn to sassy. <laughs> I don't know about but that. But that makes me laugh because I enjoy that. that. You do have no problem putting me in my place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much a kid. That's oh, pretty much my okay. child. Well, yeah. there you go. I love it. But um, also in the first hour.
0: Yeah, Carol, that was a great, great, deep discussion. Lots of information about the LGBT center closing. Right. And, you know, it was interesting to hear all of the community side to it. And then hearing Carol, um, Carol side to it, you know, being yeah. on the board, seeing, hearing that, oh, well, there was no community support. Right. I mean, again, you can't point and fingers. You can't no. blame. And you stated it. I mean, Let's there's, and like
1: we said, there's three sides to every story. But you exactly. stated, you know. Over here, we're talking about there wasn't community support. You stated yeah. there's been some accusations that uh, people who wanted to volunteer were right, turned away. Right, and I don't, but I still err on the side of saying there's nothing we can accomplish by mm-hmm. tearing this down yeah. now because what's yeah. done is done. But I do think we need to be smart as we move forward. I do think if someone decides to start something as we go forward, or the board, you know, mm. is which is mm. still in, you know, still organized still and they're still, still, yeah, up. still going, yeah. um, that maybe this is time to say what hasn't worked. And I mean, Carol is right when she says nonprofit boards are a struggle anyways. You're yeah. all volunteer. Yeah, yeah. You all answer to a community that everybody's going to have an opinion, um, And especially if you don't have grants, like like Carol
0: mentioned, they didn't have a grant, so they couldn't survive. And
1: there might be ways that these things can fix. Maybe there are some systems that that weren't in place. All of these things, all I have to say is as we move forward, if someone takes up the reign or someone wants to join the board, that you figure out what didn't work and try to work in a positive way Mm -hmm. to move forward. Mm -hmm. It's never easy on a nonprofit board. We run this show- and we give our we all work full time. Yes. Zero game works, Annie's we in school. Um, and yet we have to come together and figure out a way to put this show together. And I'll tell you, it's not easy. No. And we love it, each other and, and try really hard <laughs> to work together and still trying to work together, it's a hard thing to do. It takes we don't just show up on Sunday morning and do two hours and go home. We have to plan the shows. We have to get the guests in. We have to do our research. There's a lot that goes and behind it. We have us. to
4: promote it, which is one of the things exactly, we, we talked with Carol
1: it. about. Part of it also is marketing is hard. Yeah, marketing on a budget of zero dollars or thirty dollars is really mm-hmm. what our marketing budget is. Um, there's a lot of things that have to play together. So I don't know. It's very
0: true. And, and and no LGBT center, a building, um, a building space like that, it's not going to self promote as much no. as I mean, no. even us being on the radio, we're on we're on KYRS, and that's that's already a huge community uh, resource that people will listen to, and yeah. so. I mean,
1: but if we choose not to take oh, absolutely certain things, take advantage of certain yeah. things that we can get from that, and yeah. then we have to go out and make our own. Yeah, you know, you still there's so much more effort beyond just you're on a board and you have this. So I it really is I all my personal opinions to myself. I think there are are a lot of sides. I appreciate that Carol, who really takes the brunt of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good, bad, everything. I appreciate that she took time to be on here, that it is an uncomfortable time, and that she's taking a lot of flack. And whether she deserves that or not is not for you or I to say. It's just to say, here you go.
0: Yeah, here is your information. He- yeah. You make what you want of it. Yeah, but- exactly.
1: And, you know, we will continue to please write in anytime you have an opinion. You can. You can write to Sergey and I and tell us what you thought. Yeah, um, we'll take and then it. what you still think needs to be said. I did. Uh, we talked to a lot of different people, um, just in the community, and then specific resources that we reached out to when we were putting that interview together. And I will say, some people simply said, "Listen, there's a lot of bad blood out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not feel like it is constructive at this time for me to state um, what I wish would have happened because it's obvious now." What is done is done, um, and I respect those people for those opinions. I also respect the ones that said, "Hey, this is my thought on the whole process."
0: Exactly, and it's 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 always okay to share your thought. But at, in the yeah. end of the day, it's it's happened. That yeah. is what it is. So, how do we move forward? We have to move forward, and we have yeah. to find a way to not only have a place for us to go to, but connect as a community. I mean, mm-hmm. that was it seems like that was the biggest issue that Carol uh discuss and so even if it wasn't an issue with the LGBT community, as a community I I mean LGBT center, as a community uh as a whole, we have a little bit of that issue. And yeah. You well and I will say that. we've talked about it on this show well, yeah, before. Yeah.
1: Apathy, first of all, is a human condition that's everywhere. Yeah. And let's be honest, we have apathy in our own community. Mm-hmm. Um so it's out there. So I think, like like we said, there's probably responsibility on all sides here. And so that's why the finger pointing doesn't matter. But the fixing it as we go forward is the most important. The thing that, that I do have an opinion on is saying, listen, in the past decade, there have been problems. Have we learned to fix those problems? Mm-hmm. Are we going to continue mm-hmm. forward? And it's hard, especially when you're entrenched in it. It's hard to see a different way right? Right? because you've been in it, especially when you've put your heart and soul and you've been there for so long. So whatever criticisms are out there, I just hope that we learn from them and that that whoever takes on the, the reign, you know, learns from that and then moves forward.
0: And I agree completely. I, I agree with the fact that we do have to move on. We have to find a way uh, out of this and Spokane. I mean, for everyone out there who thinks it's 2014, we don't need one. We really do. You can't do I be still think there are enough. needs that need to be met. Na- exactly. I think
1: you said exactly. it. It's naive to think otherwise. Yeah. And currently yeah. it is. We just spent, you know, like mm-hmm. we said, we just spent some time do- going through workshops and I would say panels, I guess, down at PatCon. And I will say it was said, and it's been criticized by public figures who have said it as well, yeah. which is gay marriage is done. It's a non issue. It's a non issue. We've moved forward. And. And this was from somebody who wasn't a Republican when their new stance is it's boring and not not an issue. And I have to say, I find that to be a dangerous opinion. You don't quit right before the finish line. And that is what that says to me.
0: And I mean, for someone to say, "Okay, well, the Supreme Court ruled it once. I mean, in in 10 years, it's going to be all the states. And that's not where it ends. We see problems with adoption. We see problems with the IDs. We see problem with marriage. We see problem with all of these things happening. Yeah, it's not
1: done. It's not done. There are just because a law is passed. We cannot be naive enough to think that. Just because it's painted a certain exactly. color. You know, and I'll, I'll say in talking about boards, you know, mm-hmm. when we were talking about kind of the process of how we work on this show, yeah. I'll say even yeah. we get criticized. Um, and we take all, and like we said, you can email us, you can leave us messages. The criticisms, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate everyone's opinion. I don't, I'm not going to agree with all of them. Right. Um, and right. sometimes there'll be great ideas and we will take them and move forward. But being in the public eye at all, you're going to get criticized. Exactly. There's no way around it. So you have to learn how to not react in a bitter way.
0: You have to take criticism professionally and not personally.
1: Yeah. Take it seriously. Yeah. Because a lot of that criticism comes with passion. Exactly. Because if people believe in anything or they're excited about what you're doing, but they feel like something's not the way it should be, they're going to have passionate opinions. You know what that means? It means that they see something in what you're doing. Right. But it can very easily, very easily go south if you don't take it in in the way and like we said, you don't have to take that opinion and say, oh, that's true. You've yeah, exactly. got to fix it. No. But you have to be willing to to
0: take it. So you have to realize that passion comes from both sides as well. I mean, there's a, if someone's doing something because they have passion for it. Just mm-hmm. because a board exists doesn't mean they're uh, not doing anything. And just because someone said something negative about you also doesn't mean that they're just trying to shoot you down.
1: Exactly. Passion
0: on both sides.
1: Exactly. Passion and you just sides. have to figure out a way. Yeah. You know what? You have to plot your course forward you really and do. just stick to it. You and really that's, do. That's what we do here. We we have goals way out in the future, (laughs) and we stay true to goals, and we adjust as we need to, and then we we just keep going. And
0: guess what? The key to that is having goals so far in the future that you meet them before, and you feel
1: successful.
4: (laughs) I know. Let's do that more often. Uh, Low expectations.
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I feel like Uh, we need a little song that goes with that. Yeah. Uh, There was a mad TV (laughs) thing where, lowered expectations. I love that. There you go. There you go. Anyways, um, it's been a very thoughtful weekend for you and I. (laughs) Yes. Oh
0: much much more than we would like but exactly. maybe, maybe yeah maybe our
1: not. brains are a little overworked <laughs> but i will say so things to look forward yeah. to in our future that we're looking at this is our week we begin our gsa tour this wednesday uh, wednesday Rogers and we're going high to high school yeah. Yeah. So if you're in the GSA at Rogers or you're at Rogers and you thought about joining the GSA and you didn't realize it existed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to tell you that you have one and this Wednesday This Wednesday. Um if you show up, we're gonna be there.
0: Yeah, it's mm. at three to four. And ask 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 your counselor
1: where that is. Um we yeah. have to figure that information. We're going to have to ask but... your counselor where that is.
0: So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we will. <won't laughs> That's what <run>. we're doing. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, it's going to be Sergey myself and the shemirer yeah. is going to be there. We're going to even if we have to wheel him in. We're we're we going to get the Shmir there, get him there. Um, and we're going to talk to the kids and we're going to talk about what can you do in the community and you are going to have a lot of questions. And we'd, we'd love to hear them. We want to hear them. We're there to answer. But we're starting mm-hmm. that, uh, reaching out to the youth and finding out. You know, like you did this week with yes. the, the center. Yes. How do they feel? A lot of them didn't even know it existed. Didn't even know. Can I just say again, market in PR? And and that's that's a big, big, big and thing. And this is what I have to say to organizations out there, you're right. It's, yeah. marketing in PR is hard mm-hmm. and when you don't have a budget Even harder. Very hard. There's right. a way. There, there are so many always, ways. And you way. can
0: always go to schools because there are always people looking. Find yes. the people who are looking. I will
1: tell you, cause we've run into a lot of like, um, how do we fill that need that we have right now? Yeah. And then yeah. It, not every day does the Shamir just magically appear like a genie and be like, <laughs> you have this need and I have this time. Yeah. And you know, it was the perfect, <laughs> the perfect meeting. Um, sometimes you have to go out. Though so, you know, well, you you do what you have to for the community
0: because we have passion.
1: Passion. So as we move forward, like we said, you are going to see us out on the GSA tour in your school, mm-hmm. um, college, high school, you name it. There. Also, um, then next week, and I actually think we get a weekend where we don't, we're not booked. First oh, really? of all, hold it! I'm breathing. Breathing. Yeah. So we actually will just be here Sunday. Typically, Sergey and I do things all through the week, and yeah. then. Like this weekend we were booked Friday, yeah, Saturday yeah. And, and today. So yeah. So You're
0: telling me we only have one thing this week. I'm
1: looking at the Schmeer to see if we're lying Here's the other thing. The Schmir does our schedule yeah. for us. So sometimes <laughs> I have to and he's so funny because we finally tried to synchronize our calendars so it'll come up because yeah. he finally's like, Well you guys look at the calendar. Look at the calendar. Like, it's easier to text you. So
0: much easier to ask you every single day about what we're doing tomorrow. (laughs)
1: Right? What's happening? But I believe that we have nothing on Friday or Saturday. And he's shaking his head. All of a sudden, I saw the twinkle in Sergey's eye. So excited. So excited. (laughs)
0: Well, I want a weekend off a little bit.
1: Right? Just a little bit. I
0: know, because we work
1: hard. Yeah. You know what I want? I want... To get paid for this we don't have to work at another <laughs> well, <laughs> horrible job
0: <laughs> look look at us complaining on air
1: this i know is so oh i'm sorry were we on air yeah. oh okay is this still going <laughs> no what's great is um so we have the weekend off and we're going to spend it with boys mm-hmm. so we will be great yes. with that yeah uh both well different boys yeah <laughs> so you can have your Judd boy and, and i have will mine. yeah um but then we will be back next week and we are doing uh, a spotlight segment next week and we're going to talk to Jeff Timmons um who is with semi precious weapons. Uh he is going to how about he's not with them.
3: <laughs> Wait, I Arthur, have my producer. What, what I don't know about. what I'm talking
1: about. Uh we okay. are having Jeff Timmons uh as our main uh main guy and I'm sure we'll see, see You'll
0: find here. out what who he's with. You know if you what listen you can go to our year. calendar.
1: Um, next year, next but all week, I have to say is, I'm week. looking at his pictures, I will definitely be here next week.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you're going to have to be.
1: And, and I want him in studio into where he's wearing. Anyways, you can go to <laughs> hotmesssunday.com. Mm-hmm. We're showing you that we're a hot mess right now. Yes. You can go to hotmesssunday.com. You can hour. go to the calendar link, and you can uh, find out who this mm-hmm. Grammy-nominated Jeff Timmons is, as a, a matter of fact. He's even internationally acclaimed multi-platinum-selling vocal group. Oh, I am an idiot. I recognize him. Um, so you knew <laughs> who the he vocal was. Group, and you still uh, 98 told us. degrees. Okay. Um, okay. So I see how it is. Now I see. It. So now I understand why I'm in love with him because that was during my teenage years. Mm. That mm. is. So Jeff Timmons is going to be on, and Jeff, uh, we're not going to allow you to hear this sh- part of the show. So, okay. Well,
0: with that, I think we are going to go into our last song. Yes, um, I think you're good. And you know we're just gonna give you some old-fashioned RuPaul. It's not very old-fashioned, but
1: uh, classic RuPaul. Old new fashion.
0: Old new fashion. And then we're gonna sign
1: it off. And please join us. Please, please, please. Every Sunday from twelve to two. And next week you'll hear a little bit about what we did at PatCon. That's right. I'm just gonna say one name. Miss Catalyst. If you want to know what the heck. That's about, you need to tune in because Miss Catalyst, a story about her has always worked
0: it. We will be talking a lot of good things. All right. Well, here is Cover Girl by RuPaul. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And we were outspoken. We are still, but that was outspoken you were listening to. And that was the gayest song you could have heard ever. Stay tuned to KYRS and more amazing programming.